What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 210 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Getty, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Konnichiwa. <laughs> the busiest lady in the biz, Andrea Renee. What's good, Tim? And the hair, Frantham himself. Hey, best friends. Oh, man. Good, is, what an exciting time to be alive. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast each and every week right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We get together, talk about video games, all the things that we love about them. You can get the show early by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. And at the bronze level, you get to write in, be part of the show. At the silver level, you get the show early, you get the show ad free. It's fantastic. I recommend it for everyone in the world. Wow. Uh, to do that. Yeah. 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 Everyone but, in the world. But if you don't want to do that, that's cool. You can get the show for free later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or on roosterteeth.com now and on podcast services. Where, Greg? Around the globe. Exactly. Fran, can I come to you with a request from the best friends? This yeah. is making its way around the subreddit what? Uh, last week, I believe. Okay. Somebody wanted for old time's sakes you to say, I think, what's up, Guardians, or whatever you used to say when you talk oh. to them. Yeah. Oh, no, I just say at the beginning. So it's funny. I do the same thing here when I'm saying, hey, best friends. Yeah. Kevin, how dare you interrupt this <laughs> sweet, sweet moment. Of, uh, anyway, so I normally say, hey, best friends. And I took that from Fireteam Chat, where in the beginning, they go around the table, same thing. And I'm like, hey, Guardians. And so that's Good that. Job. So we Good do job. hey, Guardians, and the end of the show. And then maybe that's until next time. Guardians out. So Nerds. famous story. <laughs> I came up with that to, like everything when we do shows like sure. this. It was totally on the fly. And at the end of the show, it I just stuck. said it. And I looked yeah. at Destin or something, and we were like, and "No, I think it was Jose, and he hated it." Yeah. No, no, I hate it. Blah. But anyway, wow. I know. I never, I've never, I've never heard your Jose impression. And I've never I, done one. If I close my eyes, I totally see Jose as a Muppet. <laughs> no, never no, done. No, I love no, Jose. No, but anyway, oh, I love Jose. And then it stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so, great. So maybe Man. we'll just. Do you guys have an outro for this? Not really. Do we? I mean, I do. I he say until next you. time, I love you. Oh, that's it. That's what that's I do. Solid. And I say until yeah. next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. It's been our pleasure to serve you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, anyways, um, shout out to <laughs> our Patreon producers, of which there have been so many this month. Thank you very much. Joe Beezer, Trevor Starkey, Muhammad Muhammad, Blackjack, Blackjack. Steven Johnson, Scott, Scott Hardinger. Fanatic Gamer, 1986, Drunk on Riding, DJ Kento, Neil Maraquin, Sancho West, James Gastings, Ben Fraley, Eduardo Cabrera Lechuga, uh, Michael Howard, Snowbike Mike, Daniel Haynes, Cassie Kern, and Mateus Forsheim. Thank you all for making this show happen and for making the world tour happen. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash events uh, to check out all of the meet and greet stops we have upcoming. You guys were at the San Francisco one? That was we a were. lot of fun yes. this weekend. Um, yeah, coming up, we got Kansas City, we got New York, we got Vancouver, we got London at some point. We kind of funny dot com slash. Is the next one Kansas City? That is correct. Mm -hmm. Nice. End of March. Yeah. You want to come? Thinking about that barbecue and of course the meetup, but well, here, here's what I'm thinking. You know, I'm thinking Arby's. I gotta say it. Sorry. Anytime I say, I, anytime Ooh, curly it, fries. Anytime that statement happens. Oh my god. But what I'm really thinking is, we do the meet and greet on Saturday. We we're doing the Comic Con stuff. We're hanging out. Sunday morning, Fran, you and me, we wake up at 6 a.m., we get in the rental car, we drive to Columbia, Missouri, we have some CJ's Hot Wings for lunch, Oh, my God. And we drive on back, we fly to Kansas City. That's the plan. <laughs> get in the car. 6 a.m. call after, like, being out late, just for the week. Let's not sleep. Oh, just, yeah. yeah. See, that's a bet. Yeah. I would prefer that. What's the earliest they open? 
Oh, I think like 11. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a two-hour drive. We don't it's need also the Midwest. Well, also a lot of things don't open early stuff. on Sunday. That's, I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I love it so much. Let's talk Tasty. about video games, Greg Miller. Okay, you know what it. I got to play? What's that? Yoshi's Crafted World. Oh. There's a demo out now. I did not play the demo. I played a, a, a preview event demo that we did. Um, I got to go to Nintendo, hang out with Mr. Nintendo himself. Um, I played Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn and Yoshi's Crafted World. Epic Yarn, it's the same game you played on the Wii mm-hmm. all those many moons ago, 2010. It's being re-released on the 3DS. It's one of the 3DS's swan songs. Yeah. Is it worth playing? If you have a little kid, sure. If you don't have a little kid, I would say no. Yeah, I think I heard that back then as well. I never yeah, got a chance and it, it was true back then. Yeah. I beat it back then yeah. on the Wii, and I was like, you know what, Kirby's game, Kirby games, not necessarily for me. Um, I liked the art style of Epic mm-hmm. Yarn. Yes. That still stands up. That's cool. Um, but it on the 3DS screen, I don't think the 3D adds anything to it. Yeah. And the 3DS screen's never impressive. I played it at E3 now, I remember, right? Like it, I thought it got announced and came out pretty quickly, but... Um, on the yeah. Wii? Yeah. Yeah, I back in the so. Wii it was. Yeah, yes. it was a quick turnaround. Not 3DS, on the 3DS. It's That's still just not ha- out. Yeah. Just happening, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they added a, a hard mode. It's not hard. Okay. It's like it's weird. It's very, very shooting. You can tell they're at the end of the 3DS's life where they're just like, what quick, easy ports can we just get on there to like sell software? Because there's so many hardware mm-hmm. units out there. Um, but yeah, it's like they added this hard mode where you're essentially getting chased through the level by this like evil Kirby guy. And it's like very easy to it just it doesn't feel like it was designed with the level design in mind. It was just kind of like, well, here's an extra challenge. Yeah, yeah, it's just one more thing you have to face against. And that wasn't that great. But then there was Yoshi's Crafted World, which is kind of the modern take on the same idea. Mm. Um, I've always enjoyed the Yoshi games more than the Kirby games. Yoshi's Island, one of my favorite games of all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This nowhere close to that game. Um, We're never gonna get a Yoshi's game like that ever again. Uh, we got Yoshi's story after that, and then we got, you know, the the different the new Yoshi's Island and then uh, most recently, Yoshi's Whirly World and, and all of that. This is definitely the sequel to that. Um, I feel like it is a big enough step up from Woolly World where it does feel like the Switch version of it, where it's like I feel like a lot of Nintendo franchises on their, their first outing on the Switch have been the kind of like big coming out party where it's just like, hey, everyone has a Switch now, even if you didn't have a Wii U. So they're playing games that they haven't played before. I think Whirly World's a good example where it's like we all saw it, but like how many of you guys played it? Yeah, no, I, had to, I think the Amiibo got sent to us. We had him floating yes. around. He was He's cute. still hanging around. He's yeah. somewhere here. Yeah, that's how I him felt about him. Captain Toad. Mm-hmm. I didn't really play that on um, Wii U or 3DS. Does it come out it on It came Wii U? on Switch. It came, it on came Switch. out on 3DS at the same time that it came out on Switch. Okay. It's a Wii U game. Yeah. Yeah, so it is a Wii U game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so right. I never played it on, on the Wii U days, and then I tried it on Switch, and it's mm-hmm. great. Yep, and it's, I think, a very similar story. Uh, it's not the same as Captain Toad, where Captain Toad, I feel like, is... An amazing game, uh, regardless of having to be like, oh, if if this or if this or if this is like, no, no, it's just great. Yoshi's definitely like, a, if you're into platformers, it's it's fine. It is very very simple. Um, mm-hmm. I only got to play a couple levels, but um, they were there was no challenge whatsoever, which you kind of come to expect from these games. I wish that wasn't the case. Yeah, I was gonna say, then what's the appeal? The appeal is the visuals. The appeal mm-hmm. is the world that they're building. And they're entry level for younger players. Yep. Sure, I know that. And, and so there's that thing. And it's like, this This is going to be great for them. Um, not great for me, though. Yeah, but like, I feel like as much as we've grown up, grown up and evolved and gotten better how to deal with these games, the, their original, you know, all the, you know, Mario and everything, they were always challenging when they needed to be or they could be, depending on what you're trying to get. So if it is lacking in that, I actually would challenge that. Like, and it, I'm with you. It feels like, like they didn't spend enough time, you know, 
I, I think that um, the like devil's advocate to that point yeah. is that they've found that there's enough different niches where it's not just oh, there's old platformers have to be challenging and appealing to everyone. Sure, it's like okay, there can be ones that are even simpler. Um, it's kind of like mm. Legos, right? It's like Legos can be as yeah complicated as necessary, but there's still the Duplo blocks for the little little kids. You know and what I mean? Think, I feel like this, the woolly look, right? And like that crafted look maybe is like we're always talking with Mario. There being so many different kinds of Mario, different versions, mm -hmm. whether it's fully 3D or, you know, 2.5, uh, that that kind of signifies that's what you're going to get, right? Because mm -hmm. I feel like that's how they've always been. Yeah, but games. like that that's kind of what is upsetting to me as somebody that like actually really loves, I can't say the Yoshi franchise because that's not true. I love Yoshi's Island. And Yoshi's yeah. Island was the one that introduced the um, like cartoon, or not cartoon, like hand-drawn uh, art book like storybook mm -hmm. look yes and like that was revolutionary back then because that was still in the days where every mario game looked different mm. you know like mario one had its look and then mario three was like the stage play the mario world was like very vibrant Perfect. lots of colors and then we got to yoshi's island which was a uh, storybook come to life and then uh yoshi's story kind of evolved that into a different way and i feel like ever since <clears throat> then it's just been getting more and more like it's just about the look and the, gameplay, the gameplay doesn't like that match sucks. up to it it's just Kind of just hold right. And yeah, it just feels one note really the way you describe yeah, it. Yeah, it is very one note. And you just have to kind of solve yeah. these puzzles that are little kid puzzles. And little kids are going to have fun with them. But, you know, I just feel like games, especially Nintendo games, should have more depth than that. See, that's what I'm saying. It's um, interesting you both say that. I hate to do this to you, of course, but I have another show called Kind of Funny Games Daily. And today, <laughs> BJ Bumgardner wrote in <laughs> to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can the bronze tier, and said, I played the demo for Yoshi's Crafted World yesterday. The game is pretty, and I see the appeal. However, it, like last year's Kirby Star Allies, appears to be mind-numbingly easy. If only there was a carrot at the end of the stick. If I knew other... That's what he says. Would be able to see that I 100% the game, I would be more willing to buy slash play it. Wouldn't Nintendo be smart to develop a trophy system? No, that's, that's I, I think that that's entirely just like promoting bad behavior from the developers for if that's the reason that they would be doing that. Sure. Right. Um, I do think that, th that this game, the what it's offering people, it's different than Kirby Star Allies because Kirby Star Allies, I think, is really focused on the get the whole family involved and whether you're the the mom that plays games all the time, introducing the dad that doesn't and he can play, and then also the little kids playing and all of them as a family playing four player together. Like that's the basis of that. Whereas this, I feel like it is the look. So it is for whoever's sitting next to you to look at it and be like, oh, that's cute or that's a cool idea. Like they really go hard into the crafted, the arts and crafts sure. world that they I, build. I bought, and I, uh, we, I bought uh, Kirby's, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Yarn. Yeah, yeah, and played that. And it was this thing of like, oh man, this art style is so cool that I want to go through it. But I remember being like, all right, cool. We're just, we're just going through this. This one feels different. Like what I was saying about it being the Switch version. Like I feel like they their focus is the look of the world more so than anything else. Whereas before it's like, okay, we're just taking a 2d platformer and now you're a yarn character. That's just the design of the character. I feel that with this, it's like their whole thing is creative uses of elements. So it's like soda cans will be like towers. You need to go up or like the way that the clouds are like, it's like, um, pieces of paper that have like strings attached to them. But like this plays with it in a different way because <sighs> Uh, you it's kind of like Super Paper Mario where you can flip the perspective of it. Oh, so but every level has what they call a flip side level. So you play through the whole <laughs> thing to get to the goal. Typical 2D platformer. But then you 
it like flips and you go behind the whole thing. Okay. And that changes the perspective of where oh. all the arts and crafts are. And because they're arts and crafts, it it's not just like there's nothing happening on the back. It's like there'll be different strings that you so saw you hanging go, over. And those are a bit more challenging than doing it the first time. So you have to go back to solve some of these puzzles, and so that's the. Yeah. I was wondering. I was like, well, what's the hook other than this sort of visual style? That's but that's, that's what I'm saying. Is, it. it is that is the hook, and you can tell they're doubling down on that. Like this game, I feel does a better job than uh, Yoshi's Whirly World or Kirby's Epic Yarn in making the world feel very unique and something we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, but the gameplay is. Hold right and jump. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like without any real fear of, of yeah. anything. But you got to solve can, what's behind the paper or whatever. That's the. And depending, no matter what, if you're on the first version or the backwards version, uh, Yoshi can now shoot eggs on different planes. Uh-huh. So it's like it's the typical thing where like the different the reticle planes. comes up and like you have to aim where you're uh-huh. shooting the egg. But now you can like aim and then turn it over. So it's like you're shooting into the the background. Or the foreground. Oh, it's, um, so it's to solve puzzles, and then there's like these little the poochies, little dogs. Um, on the reverse, when you're doing the comeback, you're supposed to find three hidden poochies. It's very like as you're playing it. There's a co-op mode. You can tell they're like trying to make it like just uh, a, a dad and their little kid playing through yeah, together, I, and it it just disappointed me because it's like with such a cool art style, with so many opportunities for cool puzzle mechanics. Yeah, we're not gonna get them. I just don't see it at all. That sucks. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if you got kids, it sounds like, is it a recommended, like if you are in that situation, you're saying you would recommend it or you're not sure? I don't know. I mean, I'm with <laughs> you where it's like, I give them new Super Mario Bros. Deluxe because like yeah. that is uh, an accessible game, well but as, it also has the depth. Yeah. Whereas this is kind of like, I don't know. I, I don't really. Might be a fun Sunday afternoon is what it sounded like to me. I don't know that I'm going to play through this whole game. Yeah. I'm going to, when it comes out, I'm going to give it a shot and like see as far as I get. But like, I have a feeling I'm going to get bored was and this, give up. Was this build a preview build mm-hmm. or a final? Like basically. Preview build, but yeah. I Nintendo, imagine it's pretty close. It's coming out uh, March 29th. <laughs> okay. So. Oh, yeah. Nintendo That's rarely shows like an yeah. early release. In fact, I can't even remember other than at like E3. You know, you very rarely, it's like, come on down and see, like, it's out in six months. Like, that's very rare yeah. for Nintendo. It's like, um, so do you think this is why Reggie retired? He wanted to distance himself from this game. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bomb. No, I think I think the Nintendo knows uh, the he's level. Like, object. <laughs> no, it's out. Actually, he's got to ride this one out. It's I know, he's yeah. in April, I know. Yeah, oh, yeah that's right. <laughs> Bowser doesn't come in until April. I think Nintendo has a, a good grasp on the level of success and how many millions of copies each Oh, of the yeah. franchise need to sell the marketing they know, data for a Yoshi platformer, and they know where that's going to be spent. Uh, oh, and yeah. yeah, and like to be real, this is going to sell millions of copies. Like I guarantee, this is the best-selling Yoshi game. Anything on Switch now sells yeah. ever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, probably ever. Like I don't. I mean, let me, look, let me look up Yoshi's story in Yoshi's Island uh, while oh, I do man. that. Though you're really going to find all that. You got it. That's easy. You got yeah. a shortcut for it. Like it's real quick. Google NPD. <laughs> I want you to know. Uh, I want to hear about Days Gone, Andrea oh, and Greg. Dying to hear about Days. Great. Gone. You need to wait two more weeks. Yeah. We're, able to, we're able to say we went and played Days. We went and played Days Gone at the, the event in the World Tour they're doing, oh, and we can't talk till March sixth about it. I got to sit down Dang with um, John Garvin. We had a nice interview. It's going to be going up on the What's Good podcast Garvin. feed. Garvin is. Crave director. He's the crave oh, director. He, okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> at, at so you had two at Ben. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, oh, he, yeah. he was great. I didn't get enough time with him. I easily could have asked him like 45 minutes worth of questions, but sure. he had back to back interviews all day because the San Francisco stop was the first on this big press tour that they're doing leading up to the launch of the game. And so that's why the embargo is so far out. But yeah, because they're going everywhere. 
And there was no capture at the event this time. They're providing B-roll. So mm. Eric can, Jensen didn't come, though, because he's a coward. Mm, mm. I mean, can we sum up what the game is, or did you learn more about what it is that you can't talk about? Like, in other I words, think, I, I, mean, I wasn't sure from the trailers, but did we actually know before this event pretty much... Like, my impression is you kind of roam around, maybe, like, in Far Cry or whatever, and you go to these different camps, and there's different skills you learn, but it's fairly open world. Is that all known I mean, it's before an open, uh, Yeah, I mean, I'll base it strictly yeah. off the Judges well, Week well, we demo we did. E3. Right? Yeah, 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 where I think, yeah, you left that knowing what that game was, that it's open world. You're on, it's not you learning skills as much as you, well, I mean, I guess there is Because I haven't stuff, played it, and so I've only seen the trailers. Sure, know, sure, so. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's an open world uh, zombie game. It's, it's Earn you know. skills. Yeah, up, of I course. Guess. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You're like yeah, tied yeah, yeah. to your motorcycle. Like thought. you build up your motorcycle too. With I read, yeah. skills and or if you like pre-order, that. you can get a special motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get the Kratos <laughs> motorcycle. Um, so okay. wait, wait, when when are we gonna hear more about this? Not next Gamescast, but the Gamescast after that, Mar- March seventh, the one we recorded. Barrett, can you talk about when you're talking about your thing? I cannot talk about when I can. Talk okay, about well, at some point, Barrett's going to tell us Barrett about a cool game. Too. We're That's in this fun. interesting holding pattern, right? It's On this game's cast time. in particular, yeah. where we saw much previews we can't talk about. Anthem drops for us tonight at midnight, yeah. unless we're a PC dork turbo taxing flame Mirabella. Right? <laughs> yeah, turbo taxing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what um, PC users do all day. Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island sold 12.23 million copies, wow. which is a lot more than so I expected. So 23 million copies. No, 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 no. 12, 12 million. Point. 12.3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. so it's 12.23. Yes. So 12,230,000 copies. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I got confused when you said 12.23. I'm like, wait, that's not how numbers work. Yeah, Tim. it's not. But um, <laughs> 12 million copies, which is a lot more than I expected. But also it is one of the best Super Nintendo games, if not the best games of all time. So I understand that. Um, but then Yoshi's story drops down to less than 3 million. Woo! Um, and then you start even looking at like Yoshi's World of Worlds 1.5. This is going to sell double that easily. You think double it's going to sell like 6 million copies? Oh, in its lifetime, I think it's going to probably hit over 5. I think that's probably a fair for Switch in its lifetime. Yeah. I don't know. I think these Yoshi games fly under the radar for a lot of Switch owners. I, I mean, the Switch has proven so far that it's like, if if it hit 1.5 on the Wii U, it's going to double it at least, and that's in its first year. 3 million, yeah, I'll give you. 6 million different number three million in a year though and the thing is nintendo games sell they just keep selling you know what i mean it's not like it's gonna stop well yeah but they've got a lot of other stuff you know coming down the pipeline I don't know. Is this another bet we have to play? Uh, Five bet. What happened to my pizza party, by the way? You you had to show you had to choose. Do you would you want a Thursday or do you want a Friday? So now we're gonna punt it. What was this bet? You guys have a lot of I lost I lost a bet to her about Anthem getting delayed. I know. It's how I keep the (laughs) about Anthem being delayed. Here's the thing. You know what it is like I gotta keep life interesting. Yeah. All right. And how yeah. I do that is risking pizzas left and right. Because <laughs> exactly. either way, I get a pizza. I'm happy. Risky pizza. No, I don't wanna do a bet on this one, Tim. Purely Make a bet. Purely Make. I'm not a coward. I just wanna bet. Uh, it's purely because in order for us to uh, come back to it, we have to wait probably Forever. a full year, right? Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Well no, because I'm saying <laughs> I know, a lifetime. I know, I know, yeah. I know. It's like yeah. a year I'll give it's it three. Be a while. That'd yeah, be that's awesome. Bet. Like in fucking you just bust into Andrea's retirement home one day. I'd be curious what's ana- analogous to it that's something that's already sold that's of that type. Kirby. So how much Got did Kirby sell you said? Did you have that number or no? Kirby Star Alex? Yeah. Yeah. That would be like that's, that's what point. I would look for and then sort of apply a little Yoshi math, carry the two. But people like Yoshi more <laughs> than like Kirby. That's what they do. That's what Reggie's been doing up there the whole time. Sure. Now sure. it's up to King Bowser or whatever. King his Bowser name does is. need yeah. to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um It's all right if you can't find it. 
The last mean, number I'm seeing here is around two million, but okay. like that but that that's was only that was like over seven months ago. So okay, so but I mean, that's a, that's a good that. that's a good benchmark because games are going to sell the bulk of their copies in the first three to six months. They're not Nintendo most games, weird. unless you're a weird anal uh, anomaly like GTA. Mm -hmm. You're not going to sell more in after the first six to twelve months than you do in the first six to twelve. True, months. but those bit now. I'm not saying Yoshi necessarily, but those big Nintendo franchises like Mario and Zelda, they do. They just keep like everybody just Mario, gets them every year. They have this Mario is, that's bigger is the, than the poster rest. child for the Nintendo yeah. brand. He's always going to sell, sell, sell. Totally. I just mean it is Nintendo first party. So you got to again carry the two because it's Nintendo first party. It's going to yeah, sell at a higher. But look at all the other games that have come to Switch so far. Like ARMS didn't mm -hmm. sell as well as I think we all totally thought it was going franchise. to sell. It did well. Are you kidding me? Arms no, did... it did well, but I'm saying I thought did ARMS was going to do, I, I thought it was going to do more. Oh, I thought it was going to tank it. For, I, I that's like, my thing. You thought I, it was going to tank? I thought it like, yeah. was I never got to play I thought the gameplay was so innovative and cool, that, I, and there was so little to play on the Switch when it came out. I thought for sure it was going to do way more than it did, but... Yeah. It's so, I, I forget what the number was. I remember when I heard it, I was like, wow, like, yeah, ARMS really, is really a hit. Long. But that was also a Switch was like just taking off. Yeah, you it was like crazy. People would buy yeah. anything. I was like, what is going on? Like Zelda was just, it sold, Zelda, if you remember, sold at a higher install base than the console itself. It was like a 1.1 1 .1 ratio. Well, because it was on the, Wii U too, don't forget. Crazy. Yeah. Well, there was that, but meaning with Switch, it actually sold at a higher rate because people had bought just the Switch, the, le uh, the the collector's edition, and then they rebought it or something. Yeah, they were buying two. It was copies. crazy. The digital version. Yeah, too. so it ended up selling at a higher rate somehow uh, because of that. It was nuts. Yeah, Arms uh, is over two million. See, that's what I'm saying. I thought it would would do at least four to five million. There you go. That's it is it's a good point IP. of reference, though. It became yeah. big, and it only did two million in now two years. Mm -hmm. So to get to five, Yoshi's got a way to go. Oh, I think Yoshi's gonna kill yeah. Arms. But I do think in the the time, you know, lifetime, it'll get there. Why are we so on these bets, man? It's, don't know. Bets are we, don't you want to keep it interesting, Fran? I do. It's like think of it this I, way, Fran. You like hot stuff, right? Oh, but you eat so much hot stuff now. You have to keep eating hotter stuff. Yeah, it's escalation. You know what I mean? Exactly. So they say, oh, the bats, and you're like, yeah, immune. exactly. You're immune to. It like, used to just be, hey, yeah. let's have a civilized conversation, yeah. and we'll see who wins. Good luck, chum. Right. And now it's like I've had enough of that shit. That's true. Now it's bet things. It's escalation, and it's like daddy needs a fix. Exactly. Need a let's play the ponies. Play <laughs> I, I want. I want to make a, a Google Doc that's just kind of funny bets. Oh yeah. And then we'll have it. I wanted the chalkboard wall. Yeah. But that's a bad idea. Kevin bought all the stuff, and then everybody's like, no, no chalkboard wall. Look at the wall. Blank he just had out. a hammer right. out early. Kevin, let's come on. Why'd you veto the chalkboard wall? I don't want chalk Kevin? dust everywhere. Oh, my God. You think chalk dust is going to go everywhere? You're not, like, doing math equations every day on it. Andrea, Kevin works here. That's true. He's right. What if we whiteboard the whole wall and then just, like, give cool a section to just do tagging? Oh, actually, section. Wait, oh yeah. Would your would the landlord let you do that? You know, you can paint the wall with That's the. That's literally what he's talking oh, about. Oh, you did. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Mm -hmm. missed it. It's fine. Don't worry. You're, you're all you're you're up here being a freelancer. I'm in the Frantham. Yeah, exactly. Finger what game can you talk about, Greg? Can you talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey DLC? <laughs> I sure can. Great. Sure Wait, can. there's new DLC that just came out. Uh no. Uh, the, well, I mean, there's new ago. stuff dropping every week and stuff. Next, next, the big, they have another big update next week. I don't know if we talk, we haven't talked about this. Next week, a uh, new game plus is dropping for it, taking the level cap to 99. Wow. Yeah. I have a long way to go. No, Jesus Christ. Oh God, no. Because it's I don't even want to. Because it's you'd go back and you can take your save and you'd bring in all your items. You'd bring in all your money you bring in most oh, it's like of your new game plus exactly it is that's what i said that's new game plus what yeah. he said <laughs> but you said level you cap you step every no, time i'm here. super tired <laughs> from saying that, like, but what i was thinking about was you hit a level cap and i i for some reason you said the mode's name but i didn't really start over yeah what's the cap at though currently currently it's 60? what 70 is it 70 yeah they, they, they upped it already yeah, right? yeah cuz 60 was the original cap 
was it? Or no, 50 was, and then they took it to 70. And, and then now the first DLC pack lifted Thank it, and you. I think yeah, they yeah, lifted yeah, yeah. it again. Yeah. yeah. So, no, yeah, uh, uh, cheap promotion. Hey, everybody. You're, well, I guess this isn't cheap at all. Well, it is if you're not watching. Uh, YouTube, uh, if you're watching later on YouTube, come over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Kevin and I are doing the first installment of the Kind of Funny Video Game Club directly after this, talking mm-hmm. uh, Odyssey. And it is cheap. One dollar. One dollar. Anybody on Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Catch it. What is the video game club? It's where we pick one game to have an in-depth conversation with every month uh, with the community. And we picked Assassin's Creed this time around. Awesome. So I was, yeah, dusting it back off, jump back in there. I I went in with the intention of I'm going to beat episode two of the DLC here. And then in traditional Assassin's Creed fashion, I was like, wow. I want to see what this side quest is. Well, I'm going to do this thing. Well, and I never did it, but yeah. I, I just ran around, had a great time. I'm wearing my new, uh, I bought, uh, last time I had turned it on, I bought a new armor set with the Helix credits, of course, because again, Which you one? earned 100 hours into this game, they earned it. Uh, uh, the uh, It's the uh, Athena, or yeah, Athens Athena, right? That's a, a mm-hmm. set or whatever, and it's the one where it's like, it looks really cool. It looks awesome, and it's showing off uh, Cassandra's midsection because she's got great abs. This Bam. is a big She movie. really does. There wasn't enough ab show. She has these great abs, and we the hide Spartan in these giant Renegade armor outfits. that's inspired by Kratos yeah, is yeah, awesome. really good, and, and that, the buff is like 50% crit damage yeah. when you're wearing all the pieces. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. And so that was the yeah. nice so. thing about this one, right? of jumping to that this one I thought was a nice counteraction to that where that one's like red and very negative energy this one's white and wrapped around her body really mm. cool and she's got this cool uh, gold thing you wrap around your body and doesn't so. she have the glowy eyes no, no that's, that's another one, one. There's, okay. they have another one that's like the ethereal or whatever uh, armor set and I thought about that I was like nah I'm gonna stick with this because it looks good and here I am you know at the end of the journey which is mm-hmm. apparently never gonna end but I'm I'm so committed to this game I feel like this is what she needs to be wearing right now because yeah. I rocked the Wonder Woman outfit for a long long time yeah. And then I jumped over Are to there this. any trophies attached to this, though? There's DLC stuff, yeah. yeah. But, like, even, the, it, I mean, Odyssey is not a game, Fran. It's a way of life. Yeah. I, you know yeah. what I mean? That's why I've not like, touched it. I'm like, I know I would like it, and I know yeah. I can't. Like, there, I don't have time for it. No, it's I. Way. It's like coming home every time, and no, I'm not motivated. In, I, I mean, I have the Platinum already. I'd like to knock out the rest of the trophies, but I'm not. That's oh, not my motivation. Yeah, like I'm just in there playing and exploring and, you know, seeing new characters, new storylines, all that stuff. You got Tetris 99 now, I do man. have Tetris 99 too as well. Throws. Know, you don't have time for this Assassin's Creed. Well, that's why it's always a nice thing to come back to. And it's it's one of those weird things that, you know, I feel like we talked about it with Spider-Man when mm-hmm. I jump back into the Spider-Man DLC trying to remember all the buttons and learn all that stuff. Like the uh, design of the Assassin's Creed combat system is so good that there is no learning curve. I jump right back in. I'm ready to go. I know where everything is. It only Beautiful. takes like two times of me swinging my sword at my horse by accident, and then I'm like, whoops, that's the wrong button. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't hit those anymore. No, now yeah. I'm good. Well, I was going back and forth between Red Dead and Assassin's Oof, Creed, which yeah. was a mistake. A lot um, of dead horses. You try to get on the horse and <laughs> press the wrong button. Right? And, and then my, square, and you're like, But yeah. luckily, you can't kill your horse in Assassin's Creed I'm like you can in Red Dead. Yeah. So that's they just right, like girl. run away for a second, and then they come right back. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Tetris. Yeah. Tetris 99, you've been playing that, and Tetris Effect. Right, so Tetris 99, the obsession continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- th- what the, uh, uh, I it's guess, update for the story is, is that I obviously have been super into it since launch. Jen had watched me play or heard enough of me playing that she's like, I'm going to get into this too. And I'm Isn't like, it okay. a week old? That's it? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. But when I came here last time after Dice, I was still ranting and raving about it, right? Yeah. But then we had a weekend where all we did was play Tetris 99 and to, the, to the point that John and Andrea had to text us and be like, stop playing Tetris 99 <laughs> and come out and get a drink and come and go, go to That's dinner. Funny. And so we did. But yeah, we t- it took over the living room where Jen was playing on the TV and then I was trying to balance, you know, the screen, do all this different stuff. And finally, I was like, fuck it. And I went and got the, the other Switch dock the, and the game, the game screen, screen and yeah, hooked I it saw. up and was just sitting there playing. Uh, if you're a, a visual listener, you can see right there, I'm using the Joy-Con grips now because this is a pro strategy for everybody. Yeah. Uh, before I was using the pro, I was, I, I was yeah. using it handheld. 
not it's and not bad, but it's also you got to try to balance the weight of it, right? And I was like, I can't wait to get home to my pro controller. Got home to my pro controller, right? And then the you know one D pad that the pro controller has, I found myself accidentally hitting up all the time and hard dropping pieces when I didn't. Oh, it's really? so funny. That happened to me too because. For so long, all these motherfuckers were like, Tim, you're bitching and complaining about the D-pad. It's not that bad, whatever. And I was like, guys, it is. Like, yeah. I was playing the lesson. I'm the like, placement is, is too close together. Yeah. Uh, Kev, can you get a pro controller when you're not in the middle of Tetris 99? <laughs> I see you're in the middle of Tetris. And now it's like with Tetris, it's like you definitely need that precision yeah. shit. I'm like, told y'all. You did, you did tell somebody. He trusts you. you. He trusts the, the three of them skills. Kevin just tossed the pro controller. So yeah, what I did is that I moved oh. for the first See? time ever. So what happens is, is it's too close to the thumbstick. And so if you're over here moving the thumbstick. Why are you the using thumbstick, thumbstick at all? To hard drop pieces. But why don't you just move everything with a D-pad? You can't. So the thumbstick moves in... in Oh. You haven't played Tetris 99 yet. Well, I did for one round, but yeah. So the, the thumbstick moves the cursor so you can um, manually oh, select. Oh, I didn't know how to. I didn't do that yet. Yeah, so yeah. The, I see. The yeah. analog stick, you're selecting who you're, sure. t- you're targeting. targeting. Right. I didn't do that yet. But yeah, even mo- even moving pieces left or right. Yeah, like, that I'm not even talking about what you're yeah, talking about. I'm talking also, about the D-pad. Also, Greg's moving point, though, is these are individual buttons on the Joy-Cons, whereas this is a traditional D-pad. Yeah. And so if you don't precision Sometimes hit, you're hitting up by accident. Sometimes your thumb will accidentally... Yes, exactly. Less worried about that. But I do understand the... Like, I like the D-pad. I'm just saying. I like the D-pad on the Pro Controller. I'm just I saying like in this one too. instance. You can make in this mistake. one instance. The, okay. In this one instance, I think what he's trying to say is the developers have not fine-tuned the way that they're using the input system on the oh, Pro really? Controller. I'm getting that mush. I'm getting that mush up when I don't want yeah. it. I'm yeah, trying, to go, I'm trying to go left, and I hit up with my fat finger. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. So, yeah, now I'm using the Joy-Con grip. And that's perfect. It's way better. It's, yeah. and that's it's, the best it can be. The one I good never use of the Joy-Con grip. But then, of course, I you know I I I keep topping out at three, Tim. I can't get Ooh. past three. You know what I mean? Hey, it's still a good number. It's, it's a great number, but it's not when you see Andrew Goldfarb like falling ass backwards into ones. And he's like, ah. I don't even know how I did it. I've never seen Tetris. You know, and some like geek it. over at IGN. Not yeah. anymore. Rest in peace. And. <laughs> It's like, all right, I got to get serious about this. And so then I, I went down the rabbit hole of watching videos, and I'm like, maybe I just need to finally use the T-spin. I don't use a T-spin often. I know T-spins are important. Taking the you know the little T piece, oh. spinning it into spots so you get three rows at once. People, oh, people I, build out there and talk. Yeah. This is a pro Tetris strat. It's like hooking under stuff. Exactly. Right? That I've known yeah. important to spin it into place and stuff, but I, I've never learned it. I've been fine with my own skills and my own shortcomings. I am no longer fine with my shortcomings. <laughs> So I was looking at videos, doing all this stuff. I'm reading wikis. Fucking uh, Kevin, this Michael kid at IGN. What a hack. Oh, you know what I mean? Where I tweeted out my thing and I was like, oh man, number three, I'm getting there. And he's like, doesn't look like number one, Greg. And I'm like, listen here, Mike from IGN. I don't need your shit. And then he's like, check out my guy. And I already looked on it because I already knew he was really good. I'd already heard the stories of him getting six wins in day one. And I was like, when he said, "Oh, not it's not a it's not a number one Greg Wink," and I was like, "You motherfucker!" and I said something, <laughs> and then I clicked on his profile, and I was like, "I'm gonna fucking find out how you're so good." And he's he's like, "Here's the guide I wrote for IG," and I'm like, "Fucking great!" And I click on it, and the guy's literally just like, "Just use teaspoons." I'm like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. That's not helpful. <laughs> it's not even telling me how. Well, I mean, like this. So here's where we're, stick with me. It's a, it's a totally different mindset. You know what I mean? And I feel like I again. I'm playing the best Tetris of my life right now in these Tetris games, and I'm getting to number three. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'll be like, "Man, I'm I'm fucking my heart's going, I'm crushing it, I'm killing it." And I look at the thing, I'm like number nineteen. I'm like, "There's still, yeah. I'm I'm trying this hard right now." And there's nineteen other fuckers. God damn it! So uh, other than the T spins, because yeah. I am ready to rage quit Tetris ninety nine. I'm not sure. even fronting. Um, what are the 
what are the pro tips that you have about how to use the targeting system? Because you and Joey were giving me a couple of tips yeah, before we started. Yeah, and last night Goldfarb was trying to push, tell me that like he goes badges because it's trying to get you badges instead of attack badges. Is yeah, that true? You have to get on the microphone. You're talking yeah, too much, dude. Because I, 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 I want explanations more. I thought badges targeted badges people, but then it's getting you badges. He's but playing. I thought eliminating yeah. people, Kevin, got he's, me the badges. He's no? literally playing uh, Tetris 99 while God. he's I, Kevin, wasn't so I supposed talking. to direct the show so you could do, do work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bear, that's all right. You're right. Cool. <laughs> what place are you right now? Uh, I mean, I just started. I'm oh, 91. good. You know, you just keep I've playing. I've been then. playing horribly right now, and it's really it's depressing. Well, you got to warm up. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. It sucks that, like, I mean, like, when I'm... I'm the most competitive. I've been playing for like 30, 45 minutes. That's when I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm there. I've fallen into the zone. There are times, Tim, where I just, it's as if Tetris, some this Russian ghost named Tetris took me over. And I'm making moves and see, I'm seeing the matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing it. And then the next game, I can't remember how to do it like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm right there. I'm having those breakout moments. I'm just not getting it done. I've said moment. this before a bunch of times on this show. It's like, I've never understood Tetris. I played yeah. Tetris. It's fine. I, and whatever. It's like, I'm, people are like, I'm fine. good at Tetris. I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. You should watch oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like I've read wikis like before Tetris 99. I've sure. just been like, how, like, what are the key things that I, like, what's the language of Tetris? And it always is the same thing of just like, you, they just tell you, Tetra but it'd be the same thing as like looking up how to play basketball. Sure. It's like, you either know how to do it or you don't. It's like well, it's them well, telling the, you how to do plays and shit. The more you practice, the more you learn how to put different Tetraminos together in formations to build out an actual Tetris, because that's the goal, right? You don't yeah. want to just necessarily clear a single line at a time. That is a strategy, but particularly in Tetris 99, like that's not really going to get you to the end of the game. Like you need to be able to like wave clear multiple row, rows at a time, so you have to mm -hmm. be able to telegraph where you're going to put blocks by watching the tetraminos that, that are coming yeah. in the column yeah, yeah, on the yeah, right. Yeah. Right, so it's more about like map awareness, for lack of a better phrase. I get all of that. I just I don't get the. No one's ever been like, okay, if you get this shape, you're going to want to look for these type of shapes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to create these different. Yeah, and there are the those things, right? right? Like trying to create the same types of shapes so you can do these, whatever. Exactly. Because the uh, yeah. like, that's a more, call it guaranteed. So now that you success. have a break in the action, Even Kevin, you don't know the next piece let's is. talk about your targeting tactics. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm no pro. I have yet to get a win. I'm getting a lot of twos and threes, though. My and man. man, it hurts. Yeah. Every two is like a stab to the eyeball. Yeah. Where I just want to yeah, yeah, stop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're so close, so why not play and one more So you do it again, game? and that's, that's the one where you get knocked out at 83. And you're just you like, fucking oh. get clowned out at 83. Uh, but so, for, oh, I was just saying no, really quick. For my attacking, what I usually do is I start at badges. I don't understand 100% what it does, but um, I do that till I'm about 50% or in the top 50. Mm -hmm. Then I move over to attacks. And then I'll do that till I'm in the top 10. Then it's... Um, KO. Wait, no, I'm sorry. KO and then attackers. Gotcha. Because the idea behind it is with that first, I'm trying to get badges so that my attacks count more. Right. And then I'm trying to what KO as many pe people as possible. It's so little these little uh, like up arrows in the bottom right corner, the more of them you get, the more your attack multiplies. Well, how do you get them? Okay. Are they like combo By accolades or what? Yeah. Oh, taking people out, you get yeah. that. So you gain like a weight. See, but that's that still doesn't make sense okay. to me because why? So what's the difference between targeting badges or targeting KOs? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure at the beginning it doesn't matter. Well, sure, you got KOs you gotta, aren't closed. Well, you got to get people closed. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what happens a lot of times if I start with KOs is I get a lot of people attacking. Sure, me. yeah, oh yeah, because they'll so, yeah, they're, they're, they're looking at attackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Anyways, so well, that's, that's great to hear. There's so much depth. Fell down this te- Tetris 99 rabbit hole and was playing some of the best Tetris in my life, but still just not getting the job done. You know what I mean? You know Mike Wynn. I am no Mike Wynn. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to watch him play. Yeah. And so then the then it got to me of like, I need to practice. You can't really practice in Tetris 99. So I was like, maybe I'll practice in Tetris effect. Also, I wanted to see, are my skills getting cl- to where they need? Because again, I was I, I would consider myself good at Tetris. And then when Tetris effect got here, I was not in Tetris shape. And so I was just getting climbed out and I was feeling like, oh God, and there's a million other things. So I was only popping in playing a little bit. And so I was like, let's jump into where I left off in Tetris Effect, where I was like getting climbed out. And I just fucking ran through that shit. Oh, wow. Like so Drano. You know what I mean? Yeah, off. totally. It was back. I'm back, baby. I'm back. But now I need to still keep getting, I got to get out there. I got to get a win in Tetris 99. I won't rest until I have a win in Tetris Oh, you 99. still don't have the win? No. Lots of twos, twos and lots threes. Lots of twos. Stab oh, no, I'm sorry, lots of threes. He's getting lots of twos oh, and threes. I've, twos, only, yeah. I've topped out at a three, and I've topped out there many a time. Okay. I don't have a lot. I'm getting like maybe four or five a night. Just take a big kitty. That's good. You're doing it. That's doing good, it. Kevin. You're doing it. I got to try this. I mean, matches typically last how long, would you say? I mean, mine, I just played it. It only lasts about like two minutes. But yeah, that's the thing. I, I only mean, made like it to 53. Seven to like... Okay. If seven you're going to ten the ten distance, minutes. if you're going the distance, yeah. But are they longer than 15 minutes ever? No. no. no okay, I good. Had that. I mean, if you yeah. get into a real heated one Well, because after you get to a certain amount of eliminations, the speed of the tetraminos yeah, start dropping quicker, starts yeah, dropping yeah. quicker, and then like then it, the race is on, right? Because yeah. like if you make one little mistake, like if you accidentally speed drop, yeah. when it's going that fast, you're screwed. Yeah. I am so impressed that this worked. Yeah, I, like, I mean, Battle Royale Tetris. It's like wow. Like, and even when they when we first saw it in the direct, I, I didn't get it. I. I honestly, well, yeah, that same impression you probably had. I'm like, oh, well, it's just Tetris, and you defeat. Other You're playing, and other people are but, playing behind but you. This but this amount whatever. of depth and thinking of like the targeting, the and battling and stuff, like and that's it's active really cool. too, right? Where it yeah. is like I'll I'll be I usually start on attackers, and then once we get going, move to KOs. But then when I I start having I start getting the pieces dropped by other people, I'm like, oh fuck, target somebody else so that I'm not getting. How shit do you know? So there's the badges, there's KOs, and there's um, random. There's a, so there's a little grid, a little like um, T grid at the very top of the puzzle box, and you can use the uh, thumbstick to select which ones you want to auto attack, or you can also manually select by uh-huh. by hovering over the person's box on the right. And I'm or sure left that side. some supercomputer person is doing that, and that's how yeah. they're winning the most. But yeah, for most people are just leaving. It is alone. it kind of a rock paper scissors system, or is it just different ways to attack? No, there's four different ways to attack. Well, technically five if you include the manual attack. And so the problem with the problem with Tetris 99 that I'm finding is that I'm having trouble attacking because I'm so focused on the puzzle element that I'm trying to succeed by clearing lines. That's the beauty of it. Right, no, but that's what makes so it really great. challenging for people, right? And so it's easier early on, obviously, when the Tetramino speed isn't too challenging. But then once you cross like 50 people eliminated and it starts to speed up, that's when it's like when the strategy of who you're attacking becomes more important, but it also becomes increasingly more difficult. Yeah. That's so great. Just, That's just for conversation purposes, it's been out a week, as we just pointed out, right? Dice was last week. Uh, I've played nine and a half hours. I've played 184 games. Wow. wow. That's a lot. Wait, nine and a half hours mm-hmm. for how many games? 184. Okay. Jeez. That mm-hmm. is insane. Of Tetris. It's good stuff, guys. Wow. <laughs> I agree with Kevin. It's good stuff. A total so far of 7,448 lines cleared. Man. Nice. We had 184 games. Wow, so some of them... I thought I was doing my ra- math wrong, but that's an average of three minutes a game because yeah. sometimes out sure three minutes oh, yeah. a game on average. Some that's my math. Oh yeah, nine and a half, I got a ninety-four once. Yeah, sad. 
Not I fair. hated myself. That's I went awesome. Took a bath, That's really good. How did, that, how did that happen, Kevin? I literally got what attacked happened? by like seven Any given Sunday, once. man. Any given yeah, su- I mean, this is why we don't play them on paper. That does it. I mean, sometimes you get targeted by multiple people at the same time because mm. the algorithm just happens to select you because I had been playing it on random attacking because I just was like, I... I need to like get the feel of it before I start to really think about strategy. And there are times when you'll just get like 10 lines built up underneath you and then you're t- kind of done for. Hmm. Man. It's great. It's 99. Do you guys know the developer? I was looking it up and it looks, I'm seeing Google's pulling up some name called Arica. I've never heard of them. Um, no. I can restart Nobody an interview. Okay. I'll, I'll get you an answer on that one. Okay. No, I was just curious what they did. Yeah, developer is Arika, A-R-I-K-A, in all capitals. I don't know what they've done before, but very I'm a, curious. I'm going to look them up. Say it again. Uh, A-R-I-K-A. And and credits due or credits due. That's the thing. Like, um, It was, I guess, produced with Nintendo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what did, I'm curious if they have any history before this and like what their, Games my guess is they've done Tetris before. Uh, a lot of Street Fighter EX games. Ah. So EX, EX Plus, EX Plus A, EX2. They did uh, Tetris the Grandmaster for arcades in 1998. Wow. That Uh, was a long time ago. And Tetris Grandmaster Ace on 360. Kevin, next when we get a better office and a bigger office, we oh, should wait, get a Tetris actually, arcade. I thought you were saying yeah, the like, Tetris arcade is old first. school shit, and I, I that's not you don't fuck with that. You don't fuck it's with that. It's just okay. so slow. And it's, they, they did, also, they, me, you know, they did all the 3D classics on the 3DS. So they they have like a oh, in the go. last five years they've been really heavily partnered with Nintendo. Wait, they did Bust the the Move, front. and they did because Bust the Move is puzzle, right? And Doctor Mario Online, and oh, they did Doctor Mario, and they did Jewel Remaster, which I've never played. Doctor Mario, love that game. Great, Doctor Mario, so good. Anyway, very interesting. Wow, they've been just doing stuff for a long time. But hats off them. The depth, I just I wanted to give credit. Like wow, like I did when I saw it, I just was like, okay, it's Tetris. It's awesome that it's like taken over, right? That so many people are into it. What occurs to me that is additionally innovative, it is. It can say it is the first, as far as I know. Battle Royale, where you can see every other player while mm. you're playing, which is normally you get to like peek in and find out what sure. happened after. But this is like, I mean, you're truly head to head with um, 98 people at once, which is fascinating. And I love that you can see where all of their blocks are at any given time. I think that that's really uh, a nice touch. Also, like just from watching gameplay videos of it, when you see the the little uh, hallway on the right with all the upcoming pieces, right. Tetris games usually don't do that, right? Usually you only no, get like do. one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm off my Tetris game since the Game Boy. It's all right. I mean? Greg's now just playing a casual game of Tetris 99 I, while we're recording hey, the podcast. Maybe I can do it. Maybe I can hit it right here. It might here. be this one. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Gamescast is brought to you by. Robinhood. Thank you very much for sponsoring this episode. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy to understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of the Kind of Funny Games cast a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at greggy.robinhood.com. That's G-R-E-G-G-Y dot 
R-O-B-I-N-H-O-O-D.com. Oh, you're now doing we're the back. Thing. You're doing yeah, the thing. Doing the thing. I don't do the thing often, and you get yeah, mad at we're me. We're trying to get better at it. Now. I know. Dang, I thought That's you were really going to do it. I was going to go to the back. Yeah, I know. Now, now on the uh, on kind of funny podcast and kind of funny games cast, yeah. we record the ad after. Smarter way to do it. Um, so that we can export this. Yeah. For the the Patreon right, people do. directly because we're get still live here. Exactly because mm-hmm, we're live. It's fantastic. Um, Anthem. Mr. Frantham himself. We're jumping to that already. Yeah. So I want to label this. Sweating over here, like, this oh episode. It's I okay, want we're the headline to be again next week. Yeah, I we know. are. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. wait till you guys have played it. But I want to. I want the headline for this episode to be Franz Anthem review. Yeah, and it is. So I can give okay. you that. Let's go. Woo! So no spoilers, obviously. Um, and you know, Andrew and Greg, you guys still have to play more than what you've already played. Greg, you still haven't played really so any. Never touched it. None never of it. Never touched it. Very you've excited. Played at E3, I've open demo, quite a bit. Uh, early yeah, release stuff mm-hmm. behind closed doors. All right, here's the deal, people. Uh, number one. <laughs> Uh, here's all what right, I can say everybody. about this Anthem with all the hype and it being a Bioware game I think there's a lot of expectation for is it a Bioware game I would love to hear from more people that are like Mass Effect people what they think um, hopefully you guys can bring that to it I'm not as much that person I played Mass Effect 1 and 2 um, I played like dabbled in the rest I just never really had time but I do appreciate everything that they've done in the early Mass Effects and well before that so my commentary there though is there's about a 20 hour experience you could do it as story. few as two 12 if you want a mainline story 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 a lot of people you know the end gamers as i'll call them were like skipping through so i didn't do that i absolutely played and listened um and i'd say i you know i've heard mixed reviews on that my personal reviews i became somewhat attached to the characters uh i understood what was going on okay they had some really cool cutscenes, but it was very spread out um maybe varies the wrong word but it, it's not you know, because of the type of game it is, and I just want to remind people that it's not like a classic Pyroware game. Uh, it is an open world game. And so it does, in some ways, it suffers from the here. It opens with a cinematic, puts you in the javelin. Uh, you're not really making choices that time. You're pushing forward in this very cinematic, you know, stuff raining down from the sky kind of feel, which is awesome. Like, yeah, let's go. And then it drops you into the Fort Tarsus, you know, and then you can talk to anybody and then it sends you into free play. And then you got to collect treasure chests at one point. And like, that's not all the gameplay, but you're sort of learning your javelins and your combos. Again, I would remind that- Do I learn my combos? (laughs) I hope you do because there's a lot of options. And so this is really where I can see they spent tons of time on the feel of the javelins, the diversity of the javelins, um, and the ways that you can like, you know, have your RPG system set up. And I really like a lot of that. I love the feel of the game. For me, it is worth the price of entry. Nice. Just for that, but. And your price of entry was a lot. Yeah, tons of time. Well, um, I also did buy the, the I, yeah, I actually thing, did right? buy Origin Access, my money out of my pocket. It's important to disclose that too. Um, but I love these types of games. Now, that first 20 hours though, I'm happy to get past. Let me say that. Oh really? That's so twists. Twist. You know, as much as I can say I'm okay with it. So I'm going to walk it back a little cuz I can see you guys were definitely confused by what I was saying. No, I, I have <laughs> um, a question though when you when yeah. you after you're done with no, this. No, let's stick on the first 20 before we go to end game as yeah, well. Yeah, so say. 
Um, from what I've played so far, um, especially what you and I played at the last preview event where we played together, yes. um, there was a lot of moments where you could walk around Fort Tarsus and have those really classic Bioware interactions with NPCs. Yeah. Right? You kind of like walk up to them. You can have an optional conversation yeah. with them. And if you choose not to, maybe you're missing out on a potential side quest or a potential person that uh -huh. you're going to see later on in the game. And I was really looking forward to spending more time talking to all of these various yeah. people throughout Fort Tarsus. Did you there feel is a lot of that. like you built some meaningful relationships with any of those you, NPCs? Yes, you definitely can. Um, and so I'll use an easy one. It's not a spoiler. You talk to somebody who's like going out and trying to catch rare animals and putting their life in danger. And it's sort of like a goofy, cute thing. And you do make choices. And a lot of people have been wondering this. They're like, wait, what is the conversational choice about? Because left trigger, right trigger, or whatever you're choosing. And it's just binary choices in Anthem. Yes. And so you choose up. You do find out later. You they'll come back. They're like, "Oh, I did this thing. Are you sure it was a good thing?" You know. And so you do get to develop those relationships, and it's there. But that is the extent of the experience, Andrea. It's like I'm talking to you in Fort Tarsus in first person. You know, it's a third person game. Otherwise, and you just talk, 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 and you develop that. Some people are gonna like that. I think. Um, I'm not there for that gameplay. I'm not a story guy. So again, and see, I'm not that's very classic Bioware, and I think that's yeah. what a lot of people are hoping there's going to be in the game. So like. I think we knew that it wasn't going to be as big as like a Dragon Age or a Mass Effect. Yeah. They, they were very clear about that through mm -hmm. all of the preview covers that, we, that we've done. But I'm a, a, a little bummed that it feels like it's not as big as I was hoping for. Yeah, it, there's so much that's dependent on the open world. And so that's just what I would stick to, to really reinforcing here. The things that you've seen in the open demo, barring the, again, the epic intro, and there's a bit of an epic outro. The last two missions I really enjoyed the challenge of, and I'm looking for challenging gameplay, right? So different type of player coming from Destiny and Division. The, the bookends I really like. I feel like that's where a lot of production was at to make it a, who knows, almost maybe what they wanted it to be, and then it, they shoved in this open world concept way long ago or something, and they decided they needed to make it all work. It does feel a bit that way. So... Again, you have this like mainline campaign stuff. I really love the production of those, but then you get dumped into that open world of Bastion, the very beautiful um, scenery, and it's gorgeous. The lighting changes, the weather's changing right now, actually, in the game, and that's going to happen. But it is, there's about three or four enemy types. I mean, I'm exaggerating a bit here. There's a handful of enemy types, handful of things that are going to happen, and you keep just getting sent out, a lot like we've seen in Destiny and even Division. Yeah, it sounds like D uh, Destiny 1. Yeah, there, there's, let me put it this way. You were going to say, hopefully, they keep bringing something to this world because I really like it. I think it has tons of potential in what they've developed, but it is a vanilla stage. And so you spend a lot of time, you know, going through and open world and open world. But I love the feeling of the javelins. I've actually only been using one. So Andrea, you could relate to this. Like I was very excited to get access to everything. And, but it turns out I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to level 30 and there's a commentary, much longer commentary here on like all the drops you're getting. I'm like, honestly, I just need to get to 30 so I get max level drops because I don't want to have to like plow through deleting a bunch of items that I'm frankly not going to use in an hour from now. Mm. So without getting stuck on that, I stuck on my Interceptor, which I love. Everybody's playing Storm. I encourage you to play some what are the, what, what Storm is what? What is Interceptor? Storm is the elemental inter, uh, elemental javelin that really focuses on like ice and fire attacks, lightning attacks. Um, when I was playing Storm, I really focused more on the combo system more than my guns. I rarely used my guns at all. That is the game, though. And that's yeah. the other thing. Like I keep telling people, I'm like, it's not a shooter. Division yeah. is a duck and cover pen and paper almost like RPG shooter to a point like it's like they're just brick walls and you're shooting them a ton 
uh, Anthem has some of that, but frankly, you should be using a lot of your abilities. I mean, it's not totally fair because you use a lot of abilities in Division, but Division is so much a shooter. And Destiny is a shooter. And Destiny is all Destiny is all about the no, guns. Yeah, and Anthem the guns are like that. the guns are second to the your guns abilities. are support. Yeah, uh, is the way I would phrase it. And the so abilities, which it's are like all what? about position. So that's why you can fly around and hover, and the time that you can hover. There are your shields up? You've got a shield. You know, you got a shield and armor, and so all that and where you're at and the hits you're taking is super important. And what abilities you're using, and hopefully to recharge those systems and keep just dropping those abilities on people. There's a left ability and right ability, for lack of a better way to put it. Then you have a double press on both buttons. The super, that's yeah, the, the ultimate. support system or whatever it is. Oh no! And then there's the ultimate. So that's the the yeah. fourth, right? So you have support system, you have an assault system, a strike system. It's different for the characters, but anyway. So that's what the game's about, is where you put yourself in this world. And anyway, cool. I really love the feel of it. Man, I mean, you've never felt more like Iron Man in this game. You can drop down on the ground. and so cool. The jets Thunder are so strong. cool. And you can customize your javelin. Like Greg was like joking about my interceptor looking like Mysterio yeah. um, from the comics, which that's it's what the, you want to play Storm for. It's like for. the assassin class, the interceptor. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. it's like you, you're kind of like a glass cannon a little bit, would yeah. you say? You... It's the I use the word ninja. You're the most yeah. ninja type character out of all of them. You're super fast with blades and you're meleeing a ton. Storm is the floating, stay back. Probably want a sniper from afar. Colossus, by the way, I, it's the tank, but man, I've never. By the way, very cool. Um, this is where what speaks to why I recommend if you're into this type of game. So I'm trying to set expectation. I just loved plowing through a field of enemies. You actually. So here's where they're really clever with their javelin designs. So right, you got storm and its abilities. You can hover longer. You've got interceptor and melee. Your super fast melees and your up close gameplay. You're a ninja up close with like a, shotgun. a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Are uh, really up in there. And the the ranger is more like an all around class. Lots of support. You can put a bubble over you sure. to uh, bolster your DPS or to protect people. Anyway. The Colossus is one of those super heavy men. When you jump off the ground, you can feel like you're about to like get pulled back down by gravity. And so um, I talked about how it has a shield system and an armor system, right? The clever part about the Colossus is that your shield is actually your blue piece. So, sorry, there's the blue shield uh, meter and the red shield for your armor. Colossus, you go in and you're like, where's my blue like, there is none. It's just one bar. And you're like, what the heck? I don't have one? That sucks. But it's literally your physical shield. Mm. When you pull it up, there's a meter over it that's blue. So oh. really neat, like, gameplay design on that. But where I was going with this, you can actually take your shield out. It's an active choice you make. To, it'll make you slower or whatever. But you can run through a crowd of enemies. And the hit detection is solid, man. They go poof, poof, it's like you just run through, like, a gauntlet and can knock them everywhere. Well, so, and it's a, a detonator. For combo. Oh yeah, it can also be yeah. If, if somebody's primed with say so, like, like electricity I, when or something. When yeah. I was playing with Fran. I think it's a detonator, right? It, yeah. So as a storm, I can like prime with like an ice attack or a fire attack, and then like the Colossus or the Interceptor can oh. come in with a melee and detonate Shatter. it to do a, a giant combo system. It's it's really satisfying. Yeah. That's cool. So to bring that back home, what I'm trying to say is, if it excites you that you want to use these different classes, you want to get these different abilities and try these different ultimates, but fly around in for lack of a better way to put it, the same world with a lot of the same sort of things to do, then I recommend that. Um, there's, there's an excitement in it. But is it worth the price of entry? 
Then you got to ask yourself, are you an end gamer? And so I'm not going to spoil anything. But frankly, the end game is pretty much what you'd expect. In fact, we got a taste of it in the open demo. So what happens is you get to about level 20 for me in about 20 hours. So your power per hour. I talk about that a lot in these games. It, it's pretty much one an hour. <laughs> so you can probably get the 30 and 30 hours. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude, I even have but a better it, but one. But it's a, it's a real thing for people it who play these thing. kinds to, of games. To be clear to everyone at home, I'm not <laughs> saying God damn it for that. I'm saying God damn it because back at IGN, Fran had this damn thing <laughs> oh, called the VPH. VPH, which is views per man hour, That's which is like, right. how much work are you putting into your fun projects, Tim? That's and I'm right. like, enough, Fran. Deal because with it. A million views. Let's go. look at a, a million view video, but if it took 10 times the work, is like a 100,000 view video. They're the same. Yeah. Anyway, so... The power per hour, it's gonna take you about maybe 30 hours to hit 30, but what's happening between, oh, I get an even better one after this. So between 20 hours and 30 hours, here's something I will say. Again, you're going back and kind of doing a lot of the same stuff. That's sure. what you're starting to experience. I frankly, the 20 to 30 hour mark, what happens is, again, no spoilers, you get access to some of these strongholds. Yeah, uh, and then you have some side quests maybe left over. And so there is a little like continuing story, but it's in, again, kind of same setting, same sure, enemies, sure. whatever. So a lot of that's happening until you get to 30. Once you get to 30, what's gonna happen is you want your masterwork because you're trying to fill, you have 11 slots. So like in any of these grinding games, you're trying to get these high level drops. So again, for clarity, what happens is when you get 30, you're gonna get purples, which are 36 uh, power and you're gonna get masterworked items, which are 47. And you are trying to get your power up because it affects your shields and all this stuff. So I don't wanna to go too far off the rails It's there. like a light level system, sort exactly. of. Exactly, it's, it's just, you wanna fill each slot, and what happens is when you get, just for clarity, if you haven't played these types of games, you get this sweet masterwork item, an orange drop in the world, you're like, yes! It's in the same slot you already have, you're like, no, it doesn't yeah. raise your mm -hmm. power because you need to fill everyone mm -hmm. with that. Yeah, it's like getting 15,000 helmet drops in Destiny. Exactly. <laughs> um, and you do get exactly that. And then on top of it, there's the legendary, I'll call it the highlighter yellow drop. That's the ultra rare. And they, each one of those drops come with interesting perks. So there's like dash three times it will increase your shotgun damage by, sure or it is a shotgun, so it increases damage by 50% in its stack. So what happens is you're doing a lot of the same stuff though, like I'm saying, you've got the strongholds, yeah, yeah. you can play them harder, go back to the world, but you're chasing the masterworks. How many masterworks per hour, your MPH, yep. you wanna know how to, to know. get there. So that is a bit of a So there's PPH and it, MPH. First, there's just, yeah, your power, um, per wow. hour, but then once you reach the higher level, Got it's it. your M MPH. But is it fun? Because that's the thing I think you and I and everybody else who loves Destiny always came back to was that even though we're playing the same strikes, the same missions, the same mm -hmm. maps and in Crucible over and over again, we're doing it because the gameplay is so solid and the, the loop is so satisfying that while it's slightly annoying that I have to go do the same strike yeah. for like the fifth time or whatever in, in three days, I do it because it's still fun every time. Yeah. So here's the best analogy I can make there is that, well here, let me just answer it very clearly first. There's just not enough content right now. Mm -hmm. Let me caveat that by saying, again, there's three strongholds. I just don't wanna spoil one thing, but one of the strongholds is like, you're like, oh, well, okay. I guess it's a stronghold, yes. Um, and it is, it's very challenging, but you maybe expected something new. Let's just put it okay. that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's three of those right now. We are waiting for the Cataclysm, which Bioware said is its most ambitious and challenging content in the games. I've not played it yet, gotta wait. So I'm hoping that that is something. Or is there know. a date on that? You say we're waiting no. for it, okay. So what's gonna happen is these storms are gonna come to the world and the, it changes and some, you're gonna be able to like 
go through one of these storms, I think, and enter, I'm guessing, and enter this like crazy, maybe closer to a raid, or I don't know if it's gonna be as long as a 12 hour raid, right? But remains to be seen. And raids were very important. We don't have that today. We only have three strongholds, and outside that, it is a lot like in Destiny of the public events. Um, so to me, the analogy I was gonna make is it feels like you've got three or so nightfall-esque strikes um, to do. Those are the strongholds. And then you have a bunch of public events. And there's not a lot in between. Um, mm. And the story took you through these public events. So like a lot of it is rooted in that. So again, I think the world's beautiful, worth the price of entry for me, and it's about the friend game. I'm using the Destiny words out there. But truthfully, that is the most fun I've had in this game. And so, yes, you can play it solo. But if I could sit down and play with all you guys, I think there's a lot of fun to be had, you know, for 30, 50 hours, whatever. And it's so cool. Stephen James Oslin yeah. writes in on patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, I was reading the GameSpot review today of Anthem. And one of the criticisms was that engage was that engaging with the story and characters while playing with friends is difficult to do. Meanwhile, the gameplay yes. is best served by playing with friends. Do you think it's even possible to balance having a compelling story with meaningful choices in a loot shooter where a core part of the experience is designed around playing with other people who will inevitably detract from those things? They're definitely at, uh, at odds. And there's, yeah. by the way, uh, we didn't even get to talk about it. There's like been bugs and I feel like, so the good news is I talked about what I believe is the most important thing, which is the game. It's so easy to talk about the load time and the bug. Yet, like, but Bioware's been fixing it. I'm not excusing some like, my game crashes. That's not excusable for a $60 product, but that's not what it's really about. Like, meaning, is the game any good or not? And like, that's why I focused on that. And they have been improving stuff. Uh, going back to what you're saying, there's just weird at odds issues. So I'll give you one. Is I'm out there doing the story. I actually managed to find some people that were almost at the same spot. You hit this grind in the middle and you're like, do you want to play? And I finished mine. They helped me, but then I was onto the next thing, but they weren't done yet. So we just kept going. They played for like another like, eight hours or whatever, Jeez. only to find out oh, no. I unlocked my strongholds and stuff. I mean, they weren't getting cutscenes, by the way. Okay, wait, let me walk the back. I'm getting cutscenes. They're sitting there. They're like, what? Uh, well, don't tell me. I'll look at it later for like eight hours. They're playing the quest with Ugh. me. But they're not getting the cutscenes in the tower and some other places. I think they saw some of the main cutscenes, but not the in-between. And they also weren't getting the quest progression. So what happened was they were still all the way back. And even though they beat the game with me, they didn't unlock. So you can really tell the story parts mm. a little like it's there. Uh, but you all, yeah, you really need to find a team of people. Go in, play it all together. And that is my recommendation. Try to plan it, stick together. If you don't, power through it. Just get through it. Enjoy it yourself. And you can. You can match make. And there's issues like people, when they get ahead of you, it starts to drag you forward. Yeah, you talked about this rubber band. In, in, in their stream yeah. this week, they talked about how they are fixing that. The load times. Yeah. yeah. Particularly when it comes to that rubber banding issue distance. with your teammates. Yeah. It's... And they said, like, for the... It is better. The chest dropping, people were mad about. They said they've expanded the range to 250 yes. meters inside the game. So people were, like, unlocking a chest, and then you didn't get credit. One of the goals is mm. you getting, like, 20 chests for part of this grind. But they also wanted they to say, like, them. hey, if your team is on the other side of the map, they shouldn't be getting credit for a chest you're opening way not. over there. Yes. Right. But that's some of that's free play. But anyway, so it is... It has some of these design issues. Um, so what do you think with? about the issue that I've seen a lot with people talking about swapping loadouts in the amount of load screen walls you hit in your attempt to go back to the forge. Well, you have to go back between every mission and that's the, as well where it's a bit, or it is flawed. Um, like you finish a mission and then you sort of have to go to the launch bay, which is a social space, which they added, or you have to go back to Fort Tars. I can't just like go to the next mission right away. And so you've, 
The, well, the real problem is the load times are just a little, they take a while. Um, they definitely have improved. I can say I'm on a PC though, and I'm very curious to hear the console perspective. And I think that's important here. For all I know, it launches tonight and a bunch of people are like, ah, oh, console, it's whatever. So buyer beware on that. Um, well, I guess by Monday, you know, when this hits publicly. But anyway, so I really recommend playing with friends. It's a lot of fun. You definitely can match make. It's a question I get all the time. Can I play solo? Absolutely. Um, but you're very disconnected from the other player. You might get a fall and uh, you might fall down and, and you're waiting for your res and there's like no, I mean, there is push to talk on PC, but it just doesn't, there, nobody's using it, it seems, and just sitting there. So there's some oddity with that. It's frankly about the end game, which I was enjoying some of, but I'm looking forward for there to be more content. And in a way, it's experiential, for lack of a better way to put it. I really enjoy what they've done with these javelins in the world, and it has a lot of potential. So it's There's got a, a great skeleton for them to build it out as a game as service. Yeah, I really believe it does. Um, one of my major gripes, though, that I'll put out there is, and it's what affects the game, and we've faced it in all of these, but it's one of Bungie's strengths, um, is AI. Uh, we've seen it in Division, and it's improved, and um, you want that diversity. The, there's just something about this swarm of enemies that's not doing it for me for the most part. And that's why I enjoy Strongholds, because you get to a real boss at the end. There's maybe a few puzzle elements. That's what I want to see more of. Um, and I would also say, can there be like a mini Stronghold even? Like maybe it doesn't have to be a 20-minute mm. super hard thing, but just give me that 10-minute thing that is still like plotted out. Because what happens is there's sort of these open worlds, and it feels like what we've seen in a lot of these games, they dropped in stuff versus this very methodically planned out mm. with certain enemy types. So... I don't know if I'm making a clear recommendation here. It's not for everybody, uh, but absolutely. I know a lot of people are like, that is, the game is so cool. And that's the feeling uh, that I, I'm flying around. Everything you just said, I'm more excited to play. You're game. more? Okay. I'm more excited. Interesting. Yeah. I don't mind that there's not a lot of content for Endgame. I don't know if I'll stick around for the Endgame. But like the idea of just doing the... You know, I do want a loot game. I do want to yeah. get a cool suit of armor and be a shotgunner and run in and get stuff and change my colors and earn yeah. gear and do the whole... Ooh, what is that drop? Oh, there's a chest over there. I'm excited yeah, to try yeah. it out tonight. Yeah, you, yeah, you proved to me today that this is not for me. Not I for expected <laughs> it wasn't for me because I was in it more for the story stuff. Yeah. And you being like, oh yeah, the beginning and the end are awesome, but the in-between, I'm like, all right, cool, nah. And, and maybe that's one last note I will make is since you brought it up though, Greg, the... Yeah. You earn coins in the game. There's no like, and again, I feel it's lacking there. It's like you don't get a suit of armor that drops. Um, like if you beat this stronghold, wouldn't it be cool? And we've had this conversation in the world of Destiny. Other places like I would love to get a suit of armor from that stronghold or something. But you don't. You earn some Sirens coins. There's only on a few things that you can buy right now. Well, they Sirens said that they in the stream, yeah. the dev stream this week, they also said that they're going to be doing stronghold specific loot. That oh, they did confirm that that's great. Yes, they did. Yeah, and that's like it goes back to what I said. It's vanilla anthem. Um, I don't think you need to take that as a negative, but you should expect mm -hmm. that you this might. This is the starting point. This is the starting point, and unfortunately, yes, they've learned some lessons, but they've got a, a long road of development and and listen to the community and lean into the things that we're all looking for. So we'll see. The game's just coming out right now. Um, so. I'm right. sure we're going to be talking about it a lot. Yes, Until the division gets to week. come. There you go. Oh, yeah. And it did, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but it has made me more excited for division. Yeah, yeah. And what I mean by that is I've always been excited for division, but I kind of do right now. I'm left with a feeling I want. Destiny's pretty quiet right now. Oh, we got Season of the Drifter, Frank. Season of the Drifter's coming, but <laughs> I've played their seasons, and we'll see how much is, is in there. I'm still yeah. excited about it, but like, meaning I'm really looking forward to having all three, where before I was actually quite worried that it was going to be all Frantham. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I think that's okay. And Go they, home tonight, Fran. Delete like, all the anthems. Let's play Division One. Let's get all our shields. Let's yeah. get ready for Division Two. Oh yeah, dude. I'm dude. I'm so ready. Um, <laughs> but 
I, I don't know if it's a, a question that we could talk about on this show or a future one, Tim, mm-hmm. but I'd love to talk about the value in a game. Like Destiny gave me a thousand hours, Destiny one, or actually over two thousand. If Anthem only gives you, you know, thirty or sixty, is is that okay? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like mm-hmm. we have this conversation as gamers. Well, and it yeah, actually, it's good. I'll me. put. I'll make a note here. Uh, I don't know yeah. when, depending on like game releases. Yeah, let's I talk think about next it week after you play more. We just have a lot it. of preview stuff going up. So like, uh, but at some point, I, I do okay. want to do that. What's the value of a video game? Yeah, the time spent, the the <laughs> the PPH man. Yeah, the man. PPH. Yeah. Oh man. But thank you. Yeah, I know that was long winded. I'm interested. I can't great, wait. Man. I'm ex- I'm excited to turn on the night and see how it actually feels and if it'll click. But I'm yeah. totally down for like hear. a basic. Hey, here's where we're starting from and run around and play around for 20 hours. I expected that because I knew going into this because of the style of this game it was very different than anything that Bioware has done before they're working with an engine that they historically have had trouble with mm-hmm. and so I'm kind of glad that they started small to say hey let's see how this works starting with maybe like 30 40 hours of content and then we'll build up from there once we get our yeah. feet underneath of us and then you know we'll get off to the races and mm-hmm. I I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, but I understand people's concerns about cost. And to 100%. that, I would say, then oh, yeah. maybe wait. Wait three months until the first major update is out, until yeah. all of these early bug fixes are out the gate, and then you can pick up Anthem, which I would guess is already on a discount for maybe like 30 or 40 bucks like starting in May. Oh, maybe in the future, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Act 1 releases, by the way. They have multiple acts coming. Act 1 is around March 1st, so there's stuff definitely planned for the future, and I think that's part of what's missing right now so we'll see uh you can write in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games if you are a bronze member or above for some listener mail got a couple questions today this is from taylor from minnesota will we ever see a portal 3 i love physics-based puzzle games and in my mind portal is the apex would love to see another i'd love to see another two i don't think we will really yeah I mean, just like in our lifetime you'll see another portal 3 i just don't think it'll be soon I, don't I mean, know. where's Half Life Three? Yeah, I feel like I don't all think that Half stuff Life is Three question. is actually ever coming. No, yeah. don't I we just need Portal really VR? They didn't do that yet, did they? No, and that, I think Portal Two be... was incredibly successful for them. It's one of my top ten favorite games of all time. I don't see a reason why Portal Three could not happen. It's not nearly as intensive as what they would have to do with a Half Life Three. But I mean, don't forget, we're still waiting for. Uh, you know, Left for Dead Three. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I I don't know that we ever will see it just based on their. Kind of way of making games or not making games but in the last decade. They said they were decade. getting back to it. I, and really I can see them doing like a Portal then. VR. I think that's a lot more likely than Portal 3. Than a full on. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, think, I think that that would be a scaled down experience more similar to Portal 1 than Portal 2. I think it also begs a question of like, where do you take it? You know, it goes Luigi or Yoshi's not maybe the best example because it was designed with a younger demo, but like, what can you do with Portal that makes it more than just bigger than Portal 2? If you not bigger than Portal Two, but a, a shout out to a game that uh, I'm talking about for a party mode right now. They're doing GDC demos. Uh, I hadn't heard of it, but Splitgate Arena Warfare. Huh? Do you see this? No. It, IGN oh, called it Halo meets Portal, and it's fuck. It's an arena shooter where you're running around, but Did you're we, also using portals. Awesome. Where Didn't you we shoot see this at dice on the screen? Was it that one or no? Different no, one? no, not okay. at the awards. No. Okay. Yeah, but the, I, I, I watched what's it the, called. It's called Splitgate Arena Warfare. Is it out yet? Uh, uh, Barrett, if you want to throw it up, you can go to 1047games.com. That's 1047games.com. Wait, is uh, it, it is out not yet? out yet? No, oh, okay, I think okay. it's uh, not even early access, but it's out there. Halo meets 47. 47. 1047. 
He's been doing too many taxes. Over <laughs> and so, yeah, it's like, but it, you're looking at it, it's very, they say, make no bones about it. They're like, it is an arena shooter with Bortle. And like, that's how they make it. Damn, if you want to click that video, that's how like you sell it. me, man. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah I'm talking really... to them about trying to do a, a party mode for it. It was when, uh, was cool. it's like when Kovac had the quote, Skyrim with guns for Far Cry. Sure. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you want to throw it up so people can see, bro? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm for seeing the Halo vibes. Right. Well, Unreal. Overhaul maps, though. What? They, well, I mean, they're this is an update video. This is oh, how we've oh, updated it, but you get into the game to actually see how it works. Oh, because it's in alpha or whatever. I yeah, see. exactly. So here's the uh, the update in the animation system. But you can see getting in there, jetpacks, oh. shooting around, flying around, using the portals against each other. Yeah, I see it. You know, it's got a little... Wow. Wow, yeah, it has portals. Yeah. So it's got portals. So you know what to me when I see Yeah, it's Halo, Quake, and Portal. It's kind of what I'm seeing. I mean, yeah. that's it's very quakey, actually. It, yeah, I would say it feels more quake like than Halo. Yeah. I don't sure. know. It has that's the it has the the weapon system like look, look very Halo. Like it looks like it feels like Halo. But the, you, by and the, way, the level yeah, the, design is Halo. By the way, the guns and the reticles very Halo esque. Like all that, the design. I, I'm wondering if they're working with anybody that that uh, hey, used to work there. Yeah, because like just the layout. Yeah, that, that like that looks like the sniper from Halo. But yeah, combo of all the above. Man. Portal, Quake, Halo. Real cool. Interesting. Good tip. Um, That's what I'm here for, baby. I'm going to get on that if I can. Yeah, it's not fast enough really to be Quake, but then it can't be because it's VR and you would throw up everywhere. No, I don't want that. Wait, <laughs> that's VR? That's not VR. I thought you said it was VR. No, there's no oh. way. We got off on <laughs> like, wood. Could can you be. imagine first-person <laughs> shooter with Portal in VR? Yeah, I can. Oh, Do you God. ever play Echo Arena? Yeah, is there portals? There's well, it's not. There's not portals. No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I get kind of sick playing oh. Portal. Imagine I that see, in I VR see. with the like much mechanics of first person. Oh my god, people have evolved in VR. But yeah, I, I would get sick too, Tim. Be alive. Literally, someone's dropping like something beneath your feet. You're like, whoa! <laughs> like that's the gameplay. Um, Jacob Meyer writes in and says, "Short and sweet. Do we expect Final Fantasy VII remake will still be released episodically?" <laughs> we keep talking. Oh, uh, wow. I thought it was an awful idea when they announced it, but episodic releases are even less popular today than when That's a great than question. they were then. That's a great question. I would say no. I think it's gonna. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna be episodic in the way of like five different pieces like that we've thought of. I think the game's probably gonna be. A trilogy of games. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. I was actually gonna say. I bet you it'll be two or three, and they like kind of part one, just, part two, part three. Yeah, yeah, that they split it up, and they also just sort of see do the other ones ever. What come was the last out? update on this? What was yeah. the last update? Like, didn't they say they were going with a different developer? E three twenty seventeen. The last time we saw the game was at PSX twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. Sixteen. Wait, they showed it there. I just I only it remember a the E three twenty fifteen. No, really? Yeah. Did they show it? Because 2015. He's, um, year of Dreams. Yeah, it was the Year of Dreams. Up, update. I'm trying. I feel like there was something like last year. Right. I feel like they. I we thought Square did something. I, like I know they, they had seen they, it. I'm saying, did they change developers or something? Yeah, they oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Because it was uh, the Cyber Connect. And then it wasn't because then they brought it on to be oh, full time yeah, Square. On that. Mm -hmm. And then there's been a Story whole bunch of. Last an E3. agonizing no show at E3 2018. See, I think the fact that they went and they already switched up who's oh, yeah. doing it, I think. First time was in it. 2015. Yeah. Wait, so what did Nomura say? The first say? and second time were 2015. It debuted at E3, then we saw gameplay. 
at so wait, uh, the, 2019. The director or, sorry, said, PSX. we announced it too early. I'm well aware of the fact that we announced it too early. Tetsu, Nomura said. Tetsu Nomura. Uh, but even in the industry, word was beginning to spread that we were working on the game, so we just decided not to keep it a secret and officially reveal it. Yeah, so, I mean, normally that's... It's like that's, Todd Howard talking yeah. about Elder Scrolls Six. Like, that game's not coming forever. So was it 2016 that that was shown, or 2015? 2015. Jeez. Well, yeah. normally, though, in that situation, you're, so if it's that early, you're five or six years out. So 2020, 2021 um, was it's what a it was. PS5 launch title. That's, I hope so. Right? I, I don't know when it's coming out, but I think that <laughs> when it comes out, Sony I do think it'll be, it that. will not be one game. Like, I, I'm pretty confident it will not be one game. I think it'll be game. split, too. They've been experimenting with that a bit, but as risky as it may be, it's very square, in my opinion. It's very anybody's square. good at well, split I mean, a game up. Kingdom and, Hearts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that game was in development for over same, a decade. Same director. So yeah. let's keep oh. that in mind here. Like, there's there's a lot of issues going on. See, with now this, he's free to work on the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah now he's all good. It's all set now. We're not doing DLC. Oh, wait, yeah, we are. Okay. Right. <laughs> let's see how this all works. Um, Gerard Jonas brings in. A My name's Gerard question. Jonas. <laughs> Do you think Sony will ever release another PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale on next gen consoles? No. It wasn't a huge success on the PS3, but I feel like there are just Let too many go, PlayStation characters to not try this again. Every, they, I don't know why this rumor and this question get kicked up so much. People are always wanting to believe. They mm-hmm. want to believe it's happening. It's not going to happen again. It's but I think happen. games are in a downturn. It's entirely right going to happen, man. With, I mean, with the exception of Smash, yes. like, wow. I, I think that their overall magnitude for success is lower than a lot of other genres and that's just the era that we're in doesn't mean that they can't have a resurgence again someday but if i look at the overall landscape of fighting games and like how many units they've sold in the last decade it's like clearly not as successful as first person shooters as action adventures even as maybe even as racing games i mean so i have to look up specific numbers it's but. gonna happen as a kart racer i really truly Wait, believe it there's going to be a, yeah, something a branded game. PlayStation All-Stars. Okay, I'll buy that. But that's and not I just feel like it's the they finally have a roster of characters that people care about yeah. over a long enough period of time that back when this game came out, it was just like, you really going to launch did- this game without Cloud, without Crash Bandicoot, mm-hmm. without anyone relevant, really, besides Nathan Drake? Wait, did Sony never release a kart racer with multiple... My Nation Racers, they did it, but it wasn't like a car yeah, racer. They like, were like yeah, Avatar esque or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. I am surprised it's never happened, but that's a different game. But I see that's a little, um, that's a gotcha there, Tim. It is a gotcha. They're not going to release, or not, not going to come up with a schemer. Did you know that? I'm going to do it. Schemer. I bet you, Frank. It's not a Smash Brothers fighter competitor in the same world. That, Although the this same is why time, your bets get all messed up. But it's like, uh, no, I'm pretty clear about what I'm saying <laughs> here. Uh, but <laughs> w- even with the, the Smash type game, like, I don't think we'll see it again, but I wouldn't be surprised if we did because although the fighting game thing is true, it's like party games are different. And like Smash Bros, I feel, falls into both of those categories. Totally, yeah. And like I think that that sells mainly on its character and IP appeal. Um, like that's why Smash it gets is into successful the because it's a Nintendo exclusive. And I feel like if PlayStation did it, like they could have that again. I, but. I don't know. PlayStation's characters aren't as charming and memorable as Nintendo's. But they are now. No, they're, they're not. No, but like Spider-Man's a licensed deal, They'll right? figure it out. It's a different Sony now. Like it's not the Sony that put this They'll game out. Figure it so out. Yeah. What do you, yeah, you think changes? You think it's Spider-Man, Aloy? Mm-hmm. You're saying Crash because Crash Absolutely. is available now. Cloud. Yeah. Uh-huh. They'll get Cloud. Sure, but They'll it's get car racing. I buy that. Sure. But even car racing or fighting game. 
Like fighting everything, or they double down on the battle royale and they make it a battle. A fucking royale. Well, that, they don't have a hundred characters. That's what I've I mean, been thinking about. They can go deep in the bench. They don't could. You worry. They, they just could. Fifty of the characters are Patabons. <laughs> <laughs> what was the cat's name? Tomo. Oh, uh, and, uh, uh, Toro. Toro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was my main. Can we get Parappa in there. It'd be Parappa. great. Yeah, Parappa was in the the first one too. Um, let's do one more. I'm going to go with this one here. This comes from Jacob Meyer. Uh, he says, why did Nintendo ruin Wario? Let's just get the truth out there. Wario is a character who's been trashed since Mario 64. <laughs> he wasn't even in Mario 64. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? He was in Mario 64 DS, if that's what you're talking about. Mm. Um, a once proud villain of Mario has been turned into nothing but comedy re relief with a stupid new outfit. I remember <laughs> after playing Super Mario Sunshine, I thought to myself, why wasn't the villain secretly Wario? That would have been pretty cool. Uh, but I digress. My question to y'all is, why did Nintendo ruin Wario, and how would you fix it? When was he at his pinnacle? Yeah, when was he great? WarioWare? <laughs> yeah. WarioWare's <laughs> pinnacle was probably WarioWare. Yeah, but was that wasn't him. even was him. If he never came outfit. back, I would not shed a tear. Yeah. Wow. He's, I mean, <laughs> I don't have a problem with Wario. I like that he's in the roster, but like, Characters like him are more like a Mario Tennis thing and a mm -hmm. Mario Party thing. Like I don't know that they have like He's a amazing. place to shine. I like. I mean, I he disagree. Farts. He does. Like, That's right. Actually, in Smash Brothers, awesome. Um, Mike Pereira loved him. Mike Pereira loved him, man. But I disagree. Like I wouldn't want him as the villain. Like well, he was an amazing villain in Super Mario Land Two: Six Golden Coins. His debut. That was the actual debut. Yeah, oh. first Wario appearance ever. He was fantastic in that. But yeah, like they made the Wario. Uh, World game on GameCube, like that happened. Oh yeah, there was a Wario World game. There was a 3D Wario running around and doing stuff. Wow, and man, it, it wasn't good. Hey, it's Wario and he's now. running around and doing stuff. It was like it was more banjo feeling than uh, than Mario feeling. I didn't like it at all. Uh, and then they did the Wario Land Smooth Moves. On, I remember the uh, name. I don't remember the game. Wait, no, that's not right. Smooth Moves is Wario Where Shake It. Uh, Wario Land Shake It, which was an eShop exclusive on the Wii, and it was beautiful. Huh. Pull this up, Barrett. Again, I don't have a Wait, problem with Wario. I just like... Wario Land Shake It. I think you're it's just that you, don't, you don't have a problem with him, but you don't have a soft spot for him. He's just no. something that happens. I think you're That's just... That's why, I mean, like, yeah. Waluigi is beloved. Yeah. Pull this up. Like, I feel like, people. Tim, you're proving... He has had some good stuff out there. And yeah. Give him some time. Mm -hmm. Is this the last one you think? Like, 2013? This was, I'd say, the last good Wario Oh, this is game. great. Yeah. But yeah, this, this was is awesome. a great use of Wario. And it was, like, puzzle-based... 2D yeah. platforming. Yeah. And yeah, it's like cell no shaded one, style, side This is how we all want Mario to look now. But like modern. It's how we all want. I guess so. Yeah. You you don't you wouldn't love a Mario game that actually looks like the Mario art. No, in 2D I would love it. I just instead not of saying... this new Super Mario Bros. bullshit we've oh, been yeah, yeah. Okay, shoved down our throats. Jesus. Yeah. This is cool, yeah. Very hand drawn um, Yeah. So dumb. Shaded yeah, it looks like a cartoon. It's great. It's cool. Ladies and gentlemen, looks like this is Ben. Game. The Kind of Funny Games cast. Thank you very much for joining us. We're about to get into the post show, which is exclusive to patreon.com slash games Members at the silver level or above, thank you very much for joining us. Until next week, I love you.